Amen. Let's stand together today. Let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 says this. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but now, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you. Who's working in you? God's trying to work in you. God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Father, I pray that today you just fire us up. Let us be a people, Father, who go out into this world and your light shines through us. And Father, people see the glory of your kingdom. Father, I pray for anyone here who may be hurting today that you'd touch them and bring peace to their life. But let us, Father, become a people so filled with your spirit that the spears, the attacks of this world cannot penetrate the depth of our heart. That we have the right shield on. We have, Father, the right the, the, the right helmet on, that we are walking the strength of your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. This is one of those revelations of the word that I, I just love to think about and what it means, that God wants to shine his spirit through each and every one of us so that we shine like stars in the darkness, so that our lives reflect his glory, his wisdom, his power, his direction, the, 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 what, what God would do, his reaction in a world so that people who live in the darkness see the light. It fills our life with purpose. It fills our life with meaning. And God wants to use us that way everywhere we go. Every place that we go, God is just wanting the light to burst out of our lives, whether it's the workplace, whether it's shopping, wherever we're at, that we go out into this world filled with his joy, filled with his peace, filled with his love, reflecting that to the world. Not with our heads down, but with our eyes up, looking for that opportunity to say, God, how would you use me today? How would you use me today? Letting his light shine in the world. What a great opportunity God gives us. Now we've been talking about what that looks like. We've been talking about serving and we've been talking about investing in lives of people and, uh, and loving people. And, and I want to talk to you a little bit today about another aspect of that. God has given us the ability to speak. And we either use those words wisely to bring light into the world or the words become a blanket that covers the light. Words have the ability to bring great pain and words have the ability to build great hope. Have you ever had somebody say something to you that was so painful, so cutting, so attacking, that even now, maybe years after those words were said, that just the thought of them still makes you cringe a little bit. I know I've had things like that said to me. 
Words can be painful. The person may even come around later and apologize and tell you they're sorry. Maybe you kind of patch up your relationship to a certain extent with them, but those words are still there. That cutting word, that attacking word, that degrading word is still there. Almost to the point that now years later, if somebody says to you, what's the worst thing I ever said to you? You'll say some things, but maybe not those words. Maybe not that thing. That's buried deep down inside. And and it hurts. The Bible says that words can be like swords slashing at us. It says words can be like the teeth of animals ripping at our flesh, tearing at us. Words can be like knives uh, jabbing us. Now, I want to tell you, it's interesting to think about this. Because if you have a wild animal biting you and trying to rip at your flesh, you you get away from that animal and you get healed and you get past it. But words can be ripping into you months, years after they were said. Still fresh, still powerful, still impacting our life. Now, I want to encourage you today uh, not to be... To, to, to guard your life to a certain extent when it comes to words, to, to be a little careful how you let words impact you, to not be too sensitive of a soul, even though all of us have places where we're sensitive, but not to be too sensitive of a soul. Of a, soul. a number of years ago, my wife and I uh, were in Florida, and uh, we were, we'd gone into a, a, a shopping area, and one of our kids had to run in and get something and run right back out, and so we'd pulled up, and and just kind of let them jump out of the car and run in and, and run out. And we didn't think we were in anybody's way. We didn't think we were bothering anybody, but I wasn't paying much attention. Apparently, a guy came up behind us and was bothered that we had stopped there and let her, to let her run in. And it was a nice day, so we're just sitting there with the windows down. And he, all of a sudden, this guy pulls up next to me in the, in, the, in the driveway and rolls his window down, and he looks at me, and he goes, You're not in Illinois. He said, he says, you, can't, you can't stop there. You can't stop there. You're not in Illinois anymore, you moron. <laughs> and I'll tell you, my wife and I, he, he drove on. I guess he really thought he cut us. You know, I thought he really, he must have really thought he put us in our place. He, he really did something to us. But we know what we did? We did just what you did. We laughed. And to this day, if, we, if Renee and I are out someplace and, and we do something and somebody honks at us or, you know, looks at us like, you, you know, how stupid are you to drive that way? Or you know, it looks like we, you got really got in my way. We just kind of look at each other and laugh and say, we're not in Illinois anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can't be too sensitive of a soul. That's what I'm saying. You can't let everybody just have power over your life. The thought of a total stranger having power to cut into our spirit, uh, well, we, we just don't want to give a stranger that kind of power. You don't want to give somebody that, those kind of words. Now, here's, here's the other law that you have to understand. You don't want the stranger to have, have words that, that do you. And here's the other thing. You can't allow truthful words to be harming to you. Uh, I was out in a, a few years ago, a number of years ago now, and ran into a young man who had been in my youth group when I was a youth pastor. And we were just in a parking lot. And I walked over, and we were talking, and I said to him, I said, uh, Hey, man, I haven't, haven't seen you in church for a while. What's going on? And he just, he just went off on me. 
Every time I talk to you, all you want to talk about is church. You want to know why I'm not at church, where I'm going, what I'm doing. And he's just going on and on and on and on about, you know, I, I'm just so, I, can't you ever think about anything but church? What's wrong with you anyway? I'm just so offended that you keep talking to me about church. He got, when, he fi- when he finally finished, I said, uh, what do you expect me to talk to you about? I'm your pastor, right? What should I talk to you about? And it just kind of, he looked at me for a minute and he said, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, and, and you being offended lets me know you need to really be in church. <laughs> See, you can't, you can't let the truth offend you. I've, I've had people tell me over the years uh, that they don't go to church because something happened to them at church and they were hurt. I was hurt by the Christians. I was hurt by the... And sometimes you listen to them, you, you kind of dig into that a little bit, and you have to look and say, listen, I don't know the whole story. I wasn't there. But if what you're telling me is, 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 is the whole truth, the church shouldn't have reacted to you that way. I'm so sorry you got into a place and somebody treated you that way. Now, I understand there's two sides to a story. You know, I have to always remember that. And, and so you say, I'm sorry the church has acted that way. There's been other times that you kind of dig into it a little bit and what you find out is that they were doing some sinful thing and the church tried to talk to them. The church tried to tell them the truth. And they're wounded because the church has tried to tell them, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. Listen, it's it's not right to get offended because somebody tells you the truth. This is some of the rules of of understanding how words should or shouldn't offend me. If if it's a stranger, I'm not going to give them much power in my life. And if it's somebody telling me the truth, I need to accept the truth. So the more distant the person is from my life, the smaller the impact their words are going to be. But the closer they are, the more impact they can be. And some of us have had people very, very close to us that should have been our defenders, should have been our protectors, should have been cheerleaders in our life, should have been encouragers in our life. Some of you have had those people stick the knife in you. And twist it. You know, if you've experienced that, I would want to tell you there's healing in Christ Jesus. And I want to tell you that, that God wants to, and I want to tell you, let's make sure we're not those people. Let's make sure we don't get caught up in that kind of a thing, even though we've experienced. Now, see, this isn't the main point of the message today. The main point of the message today is how bright do you want your light to shine? But that there can be healing if you've been wounded. Listen to what Proverbs 25, 11 says. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. It's precious. A, a word fitly spoken into somebody's life is like a jewel being given to them in the middle of their life. In, in days of, of disappointment, times when, when I've walked through something where I have been hurt, where people have said things or done things that were uh, hurtful or, or hard for me to take, and somebody would come around and say a word to me of encouragement, I have found myself clinging to that word like a jewel in a high crime neighborhood. 
I, I was feeling like I was being mugged and beaten up every place I turned. People trying to steal from me what I believe God had given to me and what God had ordained for me. And people trying to steal it. And in the middle of that moment when somebody walks up and just says something as simple as, Pastor, I'm with you. Or, Pastor, we love you. You can count on me. Pastor, don't sweat this. Pastor, consider the source. In a moment when you're getting beat up for someone to say an encouraging word to you, it is a precious moment. It's a moment where the jewel comes running into your life and you grab a hold of it and you hold it as if it is precious in your life. And I don't know about you, I want to encourage you. I think that's the kind of people we want to be. We want to be people passing out the jewels. We want to be people handing out gold. And we can do that through our words. There have been times when things were going good. I remember a number of years ago, now my, my dad had turned 80, and we decided going into his 80th birthday we were going to do some things for him. And we invited some friends in from around the country, and we had a couple of special services that we kind of focused and let him be a major part of at that time. It was a fun celebration. We had a great time, a lot of great fellowship, wonderful meals around the table with, with great friends from all over the country that came in for his 80th birthday birthday and I, and I knew he was having fun I knew he had he was having a good time at it he was seeing people he hadn't seen in years and they were getting up and telling stories and it was just uh, the kind of thing that that was just life-giving for all of us at the end of the last meeting that we had we were walking down the hall at the church it's me and him and my mom and I think Renee was there and he stopped me he stopped me he said wait a second he said, son, thank you for doing this. This was great, and it meant the world to me. Now, I knew he'd enjoyed himself. I knew he was glad to see everybody. But I'm telling you, that moment poured light into my life. Those words. I, I know some of us, we feel like we're not good at that. We, 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 we miss that opportunity. You, maybe we think it. And we don't, but we don't say it. And, and I want to tell you, I want to encourage you to start to say it. To begin to, to begin to speak those words of life. When you're grateful for something, when you, something means something to you. Some of us in our life, you have a son, a daughter, an aunt, an uncle, a friend. They're wondering what you're thinking. They hope you like it. They hope you love them. They hope you're proud of them. They hope... Hope what you're doing means something to you. And you just looking at him one time and saying, this meant the world to me. Now maybe, you know, maybe you're not good. Maybe, maybe you're going to have to write it down so you got the words right. You have to stand there in front of him with your head down and go, I'm not really good at this, but I just want you to know. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter. If you start pouring the light out, it pours in. And the more you pour the light out, the better you get at it. God has given you the ability to speak life into people's lives. Just by saying how much you appreciate them, how much you love them, how much you care about them, how good they are at something. Now, I always knew that my dad loved me. I always knew at times, there were a few times in life where he actually told me he was proud of me. I always knew that. 
But I'll tell you, there was one day, I was a grown man, and a friend of my dad's who spent a lot of time with my dad came up to me. And he said, hey, you know, I was with your dad last week. I said, yeah, I knew that. He said, you know, he's really proud of you. I'm going to tell you, it was like light exploded in my spirit. Sometimes, friend, you can share what somebody else has shared. And you can bring light into somebody else's spirit. You can hear the good word and share the good word and bring light into other people's spirits. God wants to use you to bring light to people. Words can be like a burst of light exploding on your soul. So what am I saying? I'm saying share the good stuff. Bring the gold to the table. Bring the light into the conversation. And avoid the blanket. It seems like there's some people who just can't wait to share the bad. I mean, if there's, if there's some bad thing being, being shared... I mean, they are like a magnet. They're like a, 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 they're, they're, they're like a moth to the light. They're just, they're, somebody saying something bad over here? I mean, they, they just, they're just drawn to it for some reason. You know, don't be that person. Ask God to heal you of that. If, if, if you, their ears perk up. You know, they may be deaf most of the time, can't hear anything anybody's saying. The second something bad is said, their ears clear right up. They can hear everything. They got it all. They can't remember what they, what they ate for breakfast this morning, but they capture every word of the negative that's being said. They've got it in detail and can actually take it and, and just kind of massage it so it gets even worse. And before they get to the parking lot of their workplace, before they get that person, almost before that person gets the door shut behind them, going out of the house, They are on the phone, heralding the bad news. Don't want to be that person. That's not what what we want to use this great gift of communication for. I've had people come up to me times, and they'll say something like this. Okay, you can't tell anybody this, but I'm going to tell you what somebody said about you. No, 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 no. Don't want to hear that. I don't want any part of that. If I can't share it, don't, don't. Don't say it to me. Why would you want to tell me something like that? Friends, why would somebody tell you something negative that you can't go deal with? Here's what they're doing. Listen, I'm going to stick a knife in you from some, that somebody else gave me, and you can't pull it out. That's what they're doing. You don't want that in your life. You don't look at that person and say, no, no, no. If you share something with me, we're going to go fix it. We're going to go find out why I offended them. We're going to go heal this. We're going to go try to bring the grace of God into it. Well, I'm not going to go and yell and scream at them for being negative about me. I'm going to go ask them how I've hurt them. I'm not going to go attack them because they attack me. I'm going to go find out what can we do to heal this relationship? What can we do to make it right? And if you don't want to do that, then don't even, don't even, don't even share it. Because all you're doing is bringing pain. Well, I just thought you should know. Why? So I can hurt? 
Is that why they want you to know? So you can be in pain? So that when you see them, you can think, oh man, they've been talking negative and hurting me? Is that why they think you should know? Because they just told you you can't do anything about it. So here's what I tell folks. You you know, tell me something? Great. Be prepared. Because I'm going to go talk to them and I'm going to tell them you told me. You know what? It's not long until you get that reputation. Nobody's bringing that junk to you. You don't have to put up with it anymore. But here's the big thing. Just don't even put yourself in that place. Don't be the person who, who shares those kind of things or even talks that way. And when somebody has done something good and you hear something good, share it loudly. Talk about it all the time. Say something good. Your kid comes home from Sunday school and the kid says something they learned in Sunday school that that teacher shared them. Tell that story. Tell that thing. You see somebody who's done something good for somebody else and blessed somebody. Talk about that. Man, I just saw this thing that happened. I just love it when Christians act like this. Share the good news loudly. You can impact people with the negative. We want to be people who bring the light. Listen, the negative is a seed of destruction. You plant a negative seed in somebody's life and it'll grow in a desert. It'll bear fruit in the middle of of a barren barren world. All around it, all around it, it there can go years where people try to pour in good things. They try to bring healing. They speak the positive. They tell you what God is doing. They, get, they, they tell you good things that have been said. And that one seed will just be eaten on that person in bitterness. I don't want to be that guy. I want to challenge you. Let's be a beacon instead of a blanket. Let me share the power of a word to change a life. In the book that we're going to read, Chase the Lion, they tell the story of, of Don Miller. Don has a company called Storyline. Its mission is to help people tell better stories. Uh, Don is a New York Times best-selling author who has sold millions of books, and now he wants to help other people tell their stories. But he talks about the fact that when he was a young man, he felt like somewhat of, of a misfit. He wasn't in his words, he said, I wasn't good at anything. Wasn't good at anything. Wasn't a good musician. Wasn't good at athletics. Wasn't good at anything. Didn't fit any place. Wasn't socially really all that great. Kind of growing up feeling worthless. And one day, Don was asked to write a short article for the high school youth group's newsletter. Now, for some of you who are really young, Youth groups used to do newsletters, letters that would come to you in the mail and kids would actually read them (laughs) because they didn't have all, you know, the emails and all the stuff, the texting and, you know, Snapchat and all the stuff that we have today. So it was kind of nice to get a piece of mail. So he's asked to write a letter for the youth group newsletter. After it was published, after it had gone out, somebody from the church came to Don And said, Don, I read your article. You're a really good writer. And he talks, he says, it was at that moment that my self-image, he says, began to change. 
they had just poured a little bit of light into a very dark life. And he said, my life started a new direction. Now today, millions of books later, he's helping other people tell stories that began back when he was a young man feeling like he could do nothing good. And somebody said, you're good at that. We can be light bearers. We can bring the the hope of God. When you see somebody do something good, that's the time to speak up. That's the time to shout. That's the time to to be the person who says, I want to carry that message to somebody else. The power of the words. Your words of encouragement can make a tremendous difference in somebody's life. Call them. You know, the Spirit of the Lord gives you a little urge in your spirit. You think of somebody you haven't thought about for a while. Don't hesitate. Call them. So, I, Pastor, I'm not, I just really feel that somebody, I'm not good at that. Good, good. Go in the room, turn out all the lights. It's okay, I can't look at you. But let me tell you how I feel. It won't be long, friend. That in the middle of that darkness, light is being poured into their life. It won't be long till you can turn the light on in the room and still your head's down. It won't be long till you can kind of start peeking up at them. It won't be long until you can learn to look people square in the eye and say, you know what? I see good things in you. You mean the world to me. I was just thinking about you today and how great it is to have you as my friend. I love you. I care about you. And you never know. In that moment, that word of encouragement bursts into their life and begins to make a difference in their future. A word. A word that encourages somebody's life. If somebody's done something good, tell them about it. If you hear someone say something good about somebody else, that, that's, that's what you want to spread. You want to spread something. You like talking to people about what people have said. Spread the good stuff. Be a light bearer in this world. Be warm to the people around you. Be aware. You know, we, we have this real danger today. I, I know I'm tempted to it. To sit at the table with my head buried in my phone, walk through the place with my head buried in my phone. And all around me are people. Waitress serving us. Person behind the counter waiting on us. Person we bump into with our cart. But maybe today what they really need is somebody to smile at them. Thank them for their job. Breathe a bit of light into their life. Ask yourself this question. Are you a beacon of light when you come in the room or are you a wet blanket? Do you know anybody that when they come in the room, they kind of suck all the oxygen out of the room? They kind of, oh, I don't want to down or they're showing, they've showed up. I don't want to be that guy to you. I want to be the guy that brings some light in the room. So here, ask yourself, are you breathing life or death or just as bad? Are you just a lump of flesh? It's having no impact at all. 
God intends for your life to be filled with his power. And one of the ways he uses you is when you begin to speak life to others. Mark Batterson, the writer of the book, Chase the Lion, that we're studying, written 10 books now, pastors of a great church out in Washington, D.C., tells about a time when he wrote, wrote his first speech for his high school speech class. And in this speech, he shared a little bit about his faith. He'd never given a speech before, never done anything like that before. And so in the middle of this, he gave the speech to his mom. His mom liked it so much, she gave the speech to his grandma. His grandma liked it so much, she gave the speech to her Sunday school teacher. The Sunday school teacher liked it so much, he asked the grandma, has Mark ever considered going in the ministry? Grandma asked mom, has Mark ever considered going in the ministry? Our pastor thinks maybe, our Sunday school teacher thinks maybe he should go in the ministry. Mom went to Mark and go, hey, I gave that note, to, that speech to your grandma. She gave it to the Sunday school teacher. Sunday school teacher wants to know, have you ever considered going in the ministry? He says, at that point in my life, it had never crossed my mind. He said, but it planted a seed in me that set a new direction for my life. A word passed from one person to another person to another person. That now, this guy's written 10 books that encourage people all across the nation, pastoring a great church that impacts people in Washington, D.C., because somewhere back in the past, a guy plants a seed that maybe what I'm seeing here is the gift of God. The power of your words. So you want to up the wattage of your life? You want to become brighter and brighter? You want to turn from a 25-watt bulb into a 100-watt bulb that lights up a room? Use your words wisely. Use them to thank people. Use them to express your love. Use them to encourage. And by all means, if you've wounded somebody in a harsh moment, in an angry moment, in a senseless moment, in a moment when you just, when you just work, get back and try to rip that seed out. Go back and tell them, I didn't mean that. I was mad. Let me tell you what I really think about you. Let me replant in that very place. Let me tell you how much I love you. Let me tell you how much I care. Let me tell you how much, how important you are. I am so heartbroken that I let my anger say something like that to you. Because you mean the world to me. But be a person who brings light to bear and breathes hope. Now, frankly, friends, maybe you've been raised and nobody's ever done that for you. Maybe all the words in your life have been blankets. I'd remind you of a couple of things. Elvis sang one night in Nashville at a concert hall, and afterwards the manager came up to him. He was just young, getting his career started. And the manager came up to Elvis and said, uh, son, you should just go back to Memphis and stick to driving trucks. Stephen King got 30 rejection letters for the books he was trying to publish before the first one got published. The Beatles were told by a recording company that they didn't like their sound and the guitar music was on the way out. <laughs> Walt Disney was told that he lacked 
imagination and had no good ideas and was fired by his newspaper editor. Listen, don't let wet blankets control your life. Don't let the negative that people try to bring to you set your direction. Jesus says he has come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus says that God so loved the world that he sent his son into the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The word of God says that every believer is endowed with a spiritual manifestation of the gift of the spirit that will build others up and make a difference for all eternity. The word of God says that you are a valuable creation of God and he loves you, he made you with purpose and he created you for good works. Don't let the enemy reign on your life. Hear the words of God, listen to the words of God, and wherever the enemy has tried to rob you of believing that your life is of value and a purpose and that you have something you can do for it, look at what God says about you. The creator of your life says about you that you were created with, with purpose and intent. He had you in mind for a reason. Pursue it and know it. Amen? So I would tell you today, I would tell you today that the first thing you've got to hear is that there's, there's eternal life. This is good news. All of us are speeding through this life. The older you get, the faster it goes. Soon, for every one of us in this room, it'll be over. But here's the good news. There's eternal life. You weren't created for a temporary reason, you were created for an eternal reason. And if you surrender your life to Christ and follow him, to begin to let him rule and reign in your life and let him lead you into his, into, into his purpose for your life, if you trust him to be the savior of your soul, then someday you're gonna stand before a living God. He's gonna look at you and say, son, daughter, come on in. I've been waiting for you to get home. That's the good news. My son's been preparing a place for you. And all the pain of that world you just came from is behind you now. And all the joy of being and dwelling in my presence is here forever. But here's the deal. In a moment just like this, you've got to ask Christ into your life. You've got to recognize that your life's spinning away from what God's intent was. And you've got to come to him and say, I want you to be the savior of my soul and I want you to be the Lord of my life. And if you do that, he'll receive you in. He sent his son for that very purpose. And for all of us that are Christians, he wants us to go out into places where he's planted us. I want to tell you, the greatest evangelistic field you will ever walk on is the place he's already planted you. You can say, oh, I want to run over here. I want to go over there. I want to go do this. I want to go. No. So he's planned you something. You can go do that. Maybe God calls you to go do other things. That's all great. No one, I never want to get in the way of that. God may call you over here, start this, start that, do some other thing. But where he's planted you, he wants you to shine like a light in the darkness. 
And when you begin to shine like a light in the darkness, when you begin to use your words, doing, it makes a way for the important words. When you begin to talk to people and you begin to spread life into their life, it makes them hungry for more life and gives you the opportunity to share the life of Christ with them. Be one who brings light through your words. Amen? Let's stand together today. Prayer teams, would you come on down, please? Father, in these next few moments, I just pray. Father, I, I just sense that there's some in here that have been so wounded by the words of people close to them that should have protected them, that should have built them up, that should have been their champions. That, Lord, it's just derailed life for a while. And what they need to hear tonight, they need to hear this day, is that your redeeming power is here to set them free. That they are made with a purpose. Father, some of us here today that we need to be convicted because we've allowed this great gift of words to be used to gossip, to be used to slander, to be used to bring bad news, to be used to cut, to slice. And Father, even more regrettably, sometimes we've been proud of it. I pray you convict us today. I pray you convict us. And let us be ones who begin to share the truth and love with others. Lord, there's others here who have other needs. There's physical needs and spiritual needs here today. And Father, we don't want to miss any one of those. We pray you'd move in every life. But especially today, Father, if there's someone here who needs to cross the line of faith and ask your Son to be their Lord and their Savior, that today before they leave this room, they would receive this most precious gift of your Son into their lives. So speak to us today, Father. And one more time, Lord, if there's somebody today that you want us to call, you want us to go see, you want us, to, Father, to speak life into them. If there's somebody this week, as we go through this week, don't let us miss the opportunity to up the wattage of our lives. To step out of what may be our comfort zones and to step into a place where we're being used of you. Father, let us be soldiers in your kingdom, bringing forth your light wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen. In just a second, Andy's going to lead us in a song. And as we do almost every Sunday morning, if you have any need in your life, any need in your life, come down and let somebody pray for you. You've got a physical need, you've got a, another need, especially today. If you need to cross the line of faith and ask Christ into your life, you can look at the person who brought you and say, hey, will you go with me down there? They'll be glad to walk down here with you. And just come on down and say, you know what, I need to cross that line of faith. I need to make sure my life is right with Christ. You step out and come. And one more appeal. You have been so wounded by what somebody has said to you that it's impacting your life. It's impacting your ability to maybe to love others. It's impacting your ability to trust others. It's impacting your ability to dream the dream of God. Hey, right now, today, come on down. Let somebody pray with you today for the healing of God to begin to move in your life. Come right now. As people are coming right now. You step out and come. God bless you today. I love you.